Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team welcome to the official podcast of the milwaukee brewers this is brewers on tap here's the pitch a now it's time to tap the keg with lane grindle Hello, everybody, and welcome to opening day for the Milwaukee Brewers. The 2020 season, as unique as it's going to be, as different as it's going to be, begins today. And we've heard the phrase, it's a sprint, not a marathon, a lot when talking about this 2020 season. We talk a lot over a course of a normal 162 about how it's a marathon and not a sprint. And while it may not be a true sprint, it's at least a 5K which is a lot less than a marathon and a lot less of pacing yourself than you normally would have to do. The Brewers are going to be in the midst of what is going to be most likely one of the most competitive divisions in baseball. Literally any of four teams could win this division in a 60-game season. Yes, the Reds could win it. Yes, the Cardinals could win it. Yes, the Cubs could win it. And of course, yes, the Brewers could win it. The Pirates really the only team that you wouldn't consider to be a contender in this 2020 season for the NL Central. So this is going to be fun. And my suggestion and recommendation to you is to embrace it. Embrace the fact that each game is going to feel a little bit better or a little bit worse than normal. Embrace the fact that while there is a game tomorrow, it's going to mean even more if you lost tonight. Embrace the fact that some of the rules are going to be a little bit different. No, pitchers won't hit this year in the National League. Yes, the DH is universal. Yeah, there's going to be a guy standing at second to start the extra innings. That's all going to be a little bit strange. It's all going to be a little bit different. But if ever there was a year to embrace it because, hey, we got baseball, it's this year. So my suggestion to you is to wrap your arms around this 2020 season, savor it, enjoy it, and roll with it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, by the way, now there's going to be 16 teams in the postseason. Expanded playoffs were voted on and ratified yesterday. So that means three more teams in each league are going to make the postseason. The top two teams in every division and two extra 
quote-unquote wildcard teams will also get in. That means more postseason baseball. That means an even more exciting October than what we're used to. And that means baseball might last a little bit longer too. And after the delayed start, I think we're all okay with that. So have fun with this. Get yourself ready for what's going to be an emotional ride with a lot of ups and downs. But ride it and have fun with it. Here's what we have for you on episode 177 of Brewers Untap. We're going to listen in on a couple of things that Christian Yelich had to say. One was about those expanded playoffs. Uh, another was about his maybe not so stellar summer camp, which luckily that's all it was, was summer camp. The season starts today. But we're going to hear from him on a couple of those things. Also, the Brewers have set their opening day roster and they've set their rotation. And the number two guy in that rotation, if you're into that sort of thing, is, of course, Corbin Burns. Now, let's take you back through Corbin Burns' career so far. 2018, he comes up as a rookie. He is dominant out of the bullpen. Starts 2019 on the rotation. Had some moments, but for the most part struggled. Was demoted. Went offline for a little bit. Came back in September. Showed maybe a little bit of promise, started tweaking some things, and then worked really hard over the offseason to get himself right. And now here he is, a part of this rotation, and he certainly has earned it. And I think it's really exciting. It's really fun for Corbin Burns. His confidence has to be in such a better spot than where it was, say, a year ago at this time. And I think it's going to be fun to see him go out and do his thing. And he's going to join us on Brewers on Tap to talk about earning that spot in the rotation, how he feels right now, what it's like playing in, in COVID-era baseball, all of those things from Corbin Burns coming up on Brewers on Tap. We're looking forward to that. Here is the Brewers' opening day roster, by the way. 18 pitchers among the more interesting names that make the roster really happy for J.P. Fireisen. J.P. Fireisen, a River Falls, Wisconsin native, a Brewers fan, he makes the team. This means so much to him. I'm so excited for him. He came in and just really pitched well in summer camp. That is cool news. You know Justin Grimm made the team. Good for Justin Grimm. He was considering retirement at one point. Now he's back on a major league roster, and he's part of the opening day roster for the crew. Mike Morin has made the team. Uh, he'll be a part of that bullpen. Bobby Wall is going to be a part of the bullpen. Devin Williams, Eric Yardley, they all made the team as well. So good for all of those guys. I thought one of the more interesting things when you started looking at it is that this is Adrian Hauser's first opening day roster. Does That does not feel right, does it? It feels like Adrian Hauser, who's been up in parts of each of the last three years, it feels like, or the last two years, I should say, but was up in three different years, because he was up at the end of the 2015 season as well, it feels like Adrian Hauser should have made an opening day roster by now, but he has not. And so, good for Adrian Hauser. He's going to be a part of the rotation, as you know, as well. Uh, catchers, a couple. Narvaez, Pena. Then you look at infielders. Uh, the the Really no big surprises there. The only guy that we were seeing if he was going to make the team or not was Logan Morrison. It was announced over the weekend that he would be a part of the team. The rest of that infield, Arcia, Jerko, Hira, Brock Holt, Justin Smoke, and Eric Sogard. And then the outfielders, no surprises there either. Braun, Kane, Gamble, 
Garcia, and this guy named Christian Yelich made the team. He made the opening day roster for the Brewers this year. Go figure. Isn't that crazy? And then, of course, the Brewers will have a handful of guys that start the year on the injured list. Brett Anderson with that blitz uh, blister, Ray Black with the right shoulder, and then Eric Lauer, who's still building himself back up after missing part of summer camp, and then Luis Urias as well, still on that injured list. Hopefully he'll be able to get back to some baseball activities sooner rather than later. So that's a look at the Brewers' opening day roster. Pretty exciting to have an opening day roster and for it to be here today at Wrigley Field with the Brewers against the Cubs. Okay, let's listen in to Christian Yelich, who, as we told you, he did not have a great summer camp in his live ABs. But he had fun with it. He knew that he had plenty of time to get himself right. And then, of course, in the exhibition game wins and against the White Sox, he hits an opposite field home run. So I think we can all quit worrying about Christian Yelich if you even were in the first place. I know I wasn't. But here's Christian Yelich on what was kind of a slower couple of weeks at the plate in summer camp. Uh, I wasn't struggling. I was just doing my best Bob Euchre impression. He wasn't there, so... Um, we had to make sure that he was able to to be a part of that somehow. So I took it upon myself to to try and reenact some of his abs. And um, <laughs> but the last couple of days, we finally started feeling a little bit better and um, made progress. I felt like every day the results really weren't there, but the, the comfort level was starting to come back. And um, hopefully, we uh, we got it figured out before uh, opening day. And uh, the homer made it there right at the buzzer. So Yelich clearly had a sense of humor about it all, which was good to hear. He also was asked on Thursday morning about expanded postseason and what he thinks that could mean for baseball and if he was supportive of it. And here's what Christian had to say. I think it'd be great. Uh, it's a it's a different kind of year. It's a shortened year, and I think it'd be a great way to keep uh, fan bases engaged throughout the entire season. And I think if you had I think, what did you say, eight teams from each league making it? Uh, you'd have a really tight race all the way down to the last day of the season. Uh, I think there'd be a lot of teams in it within a game or two of each other going into that final day. So Christian Yelich clearly sounds as if he's ready to go. Another guy that is ready to go is Corbin Burns. He has worked his tail off to get to this point. He's going to get the ball Saturday for the Brewers at Wrigley against the Cubs. You Darvish will be on the mound for Chicago. Should be a fun pitching matchup. Really good stuff with those two starting pitchers on the mound. And I had the chance to sit down with Corbin and talk to him about what this all means to him. Let's break it down. Corbin Burns is our guest on Brewers on Tap. And Corbin, first and foremost, congratulations. You get named to the starting rotation for the second year in a row. And you worked really hard to put yourself back in this position this year, and you had an unbelievably productive summer camp. This has to feel really good. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely getting the news the other day was uh, was definitely exciting. Um, you know, it was a long off season and, and long quarantine, um, working through some stuff, but um, no, it was good to get the news. Um, you know, unfortunately, you know, Brett Brett having hit hit the L with the uh, with the blister. Obviously, it's tough on the team, and he's you know, he's a lot better pitcher when when he's healthy and you know helping out the team, but. Uh, I'm definitely excited to be able to take the ball and you know, do what I can to help out the team. Corbin, if you can, take me through the end of last season, which, I mean, we all understand, you'll be the first to admit, last year wasn't the year you wanted to have, obviously. From the end of last season to spring training, and then, of course, during the quarantine, everything you've done 
to put yourself in this position? Because Craig Council has talked a lot about how you basically took about a week off when the season ended, and then you got right back after it, and, and you went to work. And, and clearly it's paid off. Yeah, yeah. So last year, um, yeah, we kind of went to work about mid-September last year on kind of some of the things we wanted to shape uh, mechanically. And then, you know, like you said, the, we were knocked out in the wild card game last year, uh, went home, took about four or five days off. And, um, you know, Carse and Hook, were Carse lives in, in Phoenix, but Hook flew out to uh, – so we had a meeting, and basically that's when it went all started. So, you know, first, first second week of October is kind of sat down, put the plan together, and, you know, we got to work, you know, right off the start. And it's one of those things that, you know, kind of carried through – through pretty much all the all the off season, um, you was know, able to get some good results in spring training, and then unfortunately we kind of got shut down a little bit. But um, you know, I was able to to continue to work out the facility in Phoenix, being a resident there, and um, you know, I think that definitely helped me, and you know, was was a benefit for me, you know, to continue throwing and not completely shut it down. Um, you know, kind of have the luxury of being able to throw and have a facility, have catch throw too. Um, you know, unlike some of the other guys that we um, you know, around the league. But um, you know, I was able to continue working, and you know, it's kind of pay, paid off again in summer camp. And you know, here we are, you know, a day away from opening day. Corbin Burns is our guest here on Brewers on Tap. Corbin, anybody that's watched you pitch knows how electric your stuff is. High velocity with the fastball, big time slider. Uh, still developing some other pitches as well. You got that two seamer that's really nasty. And yet, you know, last year the spin rate was really good. There's all these metrics that everybody kept talking about. What when you look back at it, was it just fastball command, like missing some location at times? What what did you think was the biggest issue, and what did you really hone in on in terms of okay, we're going to make this better because then I'm going to be able to see better results in 2020. Yeah, no, it was, it was just it was a combination of things. Um, you know, right at the start, fastball command was one of them. Um, you know, then my, my fastball last year had a lot of cutting action to it, so it yeah. blended a lot of sliders. Um, you know, now this year playing with some of the guys like Jed Jerko and some of the guys that I played against in the league last year, knowing how, you know, the Cardinals would have a scouting report against me or even the Cubs had a scouting report against me of, hey, you know, right-handers, it's, everything's going to be breaking away from you. Just go out there and sit out there and, you know, knock it the other way. So getting that little bit of feedback on top of, you know, what I worked on this year is, you know, a, few, little, bit, a little bit different tweak in, pitch, um, in, a, in the pitch mix and how we're going to attack hitters. But just getting the feedback from the other guys around the league, knowing, you know, what their mind was going into the box and, you know, how I could adjust was definitely, you know, beneficial coming into spring training and then also in the summer camp. You mentioned something that seemed to be a, a fairly consistent theme in summer camp as well as that you're getting a lot of feedback. You, you were getting feedback from Jed Jerko and guys that you had faced in the past and teams that, mm -hmm. that, that came from teams that you'd faced in the past, but getting a chance to face the guys in the blue gold series and some of the situational scrimmages that you normally wouldn't really face in a, in an overly competitive situation. How nice was that to get feedback from, from those guys too, the, the, the brewers that have been your teammates since you've been up in 2018, because those guys obviously have a vested interest in, in helping you become the best pitcher you can be. And now, now they're seeing your stuff up close and personal. And it seemed like there was a lot of that, a lot of kind of back and forth between the pitchers and the hitters over the course of summer camp. Yeah, no, it's definitely beneficial, um, you know, especially with, with the lineup that the Brewers can run out there. Some of the, you know, we have, you know, geez, 12, 13 really good, really good bats that can be in that lineup on any given day. So to be able to go out there and not only face those guys, but to face them, you know, two, three, four, five times throughout the camp is, is you start to have to, you know, mix your pitches a little bit differently to just, to, you know, you're not up there doing the same thing, same attack, you know, sequence every time. So, um, you know, it's beneficial to be like, hey, how does this look? How does this, you know, pair off that? And, you know, definitely some of the older guys, some of the veterans, you know, throwing against Yelich and 
you know, Brock Holt and Jerko and some of these guys that, you know, have been around the league for a while um, just to get their feedback from them was great. Um, you know, I was actually started for me pretty early on in the quarantine um, live hitters in Arizona, actually against like Eric Sogard and Keston here. Some of these guys that, you know, I've been facing those guys for the last you know three or four months and you know, to have, have a veteran bat like Sogard and who's got a good eye just saying, you know, Hey, this fastball can't see this, you know, can't see this. Just it's not only helps you and you kind of build your pitch sequencing and you know, your, your pitch shape, but also, you know, hey, just these guys just can't see this pitch, you know, left-handed, right-handed, whatever it may be. So it's, it's beneficial to not only face those guys in, in quarantine, but to get in camp and, you know, face some of those good veteran hitters. Corbin, I've joked that the pitching lab at uh, American Family Fields of Phoenix is a little bit like Las Vegas. What happens in the pitching lab stays in the pitching lab. <laughs> you know, everybody's kind of tight-lipped about what exactly goes on there. So in a generic way, can you explain to me just how beneficial that's been for you and in, in understanding the data and understanding the things that you do well and maybe not so well on the mound and how you kind of put it all together and, and come out the other side of it a more complete pitcher? Yeah, so just it, um, it basically gives you a better understanding of what your pitches are doing. Um, you know, you can pull up a lot of the stuff and look at last year and be like, look, you know, when these, when these pitches track off each other, they look very similar. You know, um, how can we track this pitch off this pitch, which is two completely different pitches? Um, you know, this would sequence well with this. So it just kind of gives you an idea of, you know, not only obviously the spin rates and velocity and that kind of stuff that you can get from the, you know, all the track man data and all the, all the other um, gadgets they have in there, but it just gives you a better idea of how you can attack your right-handed hitters, left-handed hitters, you know, up in the zone, down the zone, east, west, whatever it may be, it gives you just this this good sense of idea of hey, you know, we can compute to this guy who's had success, compute to this guy. So it just gives you this gives you an idea of of how your pitches would play against hitters and how they should play off uh, you know, off of all the pitches that you have. Corbin, we're all creatures of habit in this game. Even the broadcasters, you know, there's ways we go about getting ready for a game, getting ready for a season. And not having a full spring training and now having a summer camp and, and not having a, a full exhibition schedule. It's all different for all of us, right? It's, it's, it's a right. change. It's, but, it, but, but with it comes the ability to be adaptable and kind of uh, keep an open mind and, and make the most of it too, which is a great quality. And I think in, in many ways from the mental side of things will make us more complete, in my case, a broadcaster and in your case, <laughs> a, a pitcher. How does it feel? How different does this feel? Getting ready for a season without fans, getting ready for a season without really playing spring training games, uh, leading up to it. It, it. It's 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 certainly different. How do you feel about it all in terms of I'm prepared, I'm ready to go? Yeah, so it's definitely something that took adjusting to. Um, you know, being in Arizona, not knowing if the complex was going to be open the next week. You know, if, if we had, they had to shut down for the cleaning and all the protocols that were, were still being put in place as we're trying to continue to stay ready. So it's one of those things that we kind of had to take it week by week as far as, you know, how you can prepare, um, you know, physically and, you know, baseball wise. Um, but for myself, as well as, you know, I've, I've trained the last five or six months on, you know, the mental side of it and, you know, working on the mind game. So for me, it was, it was a good test of, you know, can you stay disciplined? Can you stick to you know, your routines, your, your, your mental practice. Um, so it, it was actually, I think it was very beneficial, not only um, to kind of get a break away from, you know, the baseball, obviously we, we would have been in the heat of things, but to kind of take, you know, step back out of spring training and, you know, evaluate the, Hey, you know, we're, we're throwing the ball. We're doing this while we're doing this while we can work on this. So it was, it was good to take the step back um, and kind of you know, evaluate how spring training had gone, but it was also good um, 
you know, good mental reminder that, hey, you still have to stay on top of it. You can't, if you take a week off, you might fall a week behind someone else. You know, what, what, are, what are the, you know, the other guys in the NL Central doing? So it was one of the things you had to stay on top of your game mentally and you know, do what you could physically during the, during the time off. Well, Corbin, congratulations again. Uh, a great story, and you've earned it. Uh, we, we watched you throughout the course of summer camp, and, and you look really good right now, and, and, and you've earned this spot. And Congratulations once again. I know it's not been an easy journey, but uh, <laughs> you, you've earned it, and it's going to be fun to see you on the mound Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. My thanks to Corbin Burns for joining us on Brewers on Tap, and that is going to do it for us. It is opening day. Please turn on Mr. Baseball, Bob Euchre, and Jeff Levering tonight. Give them a listen as they bring you the 2020 Brewers Championship season. And, of course, uh, it'll also be on television with Brian Anderson, Bill Schroeder, and Sophia Menert. So we're excited to have everybody back and ready to go for another season of Brewers Baseball. Be safe and be healthy, everybody. Enjoy opening day. I'm Lane Prince. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.